Hi everyone, welcome back to Sentient Future. This is episode 12. Today, we're going to start looking at a whole new skill in the sentient worldview. Interpreting ourself and our context using emotion and intuition. As you might remember, there are six skills uh, in total in the sentient worldview. They are sensing self, sensing your context, interpreting with emotion, interpreting with reason, deciding, and then acting. And the whole point is pulling together a worldview that is practical, actionable on a daily basis, and can help us live more intentionally. Of course, what you value and what you find fulfilling in life is entirely up to you. This structured worldview and some of the details beneath it provided by different uh, subject matter experts and uh, thought leaders is simply there to help guide you and uh, help remind you to ask yourself the right questions depending on you know, the situation you're facing. And so by consistently acting in accordance with your values and what fulfills you, what we're doing is we're eliminating the possibility of regret in your life. You'll always be making the right decisions for you. With that recap out of the way, let's talk about emotions. Now I'm not going to pretend like emotion isn't a huge topic. It has been researched in such depth and written about for centuries. The irony, perhaps, is that there's so much information that few of us have actually taken the time to look into it and better understand how to handle our own and other people's emotions. Now, there are a variety of different emotional models out there, and you're free to select and adopt the one that fits your life best. What I've tried to do is identify the ones that are actionable and clear and comprehensive. Before we talk about specific models though, we should briefly touch on why they matter, how they help us live more intentionally. As you may remember when we were talking about the first skill within the sentient worldview, sensing self, we were talking about the different ways of measuring the performance of the mind, body, and soul, among a variety of other categories. The two measures of performance that are particularly relevant here are EQ, or emotional quotient, which is one of the ways of measuring the performance of the mind, and empathy, uh, which is one of the ways of measuring the performance of the soul. EQ helps us identify emotions, whether they're ours or someone else's, and empathy helps us relate to other people and put ourselves in their shoes and ideally uh, be in that moment, be in that emotion with them. EQ and empathy work hand in hand. While empathy is necessary for relating to other people, EQ is necessary for empathy. If we can't identify how other people are feeling or how we are feeling, then how are we supposed to relate to them? That's where the benefit of an emotional model comes in, is to improve our fluency uh, in you know, the language of how it is we're feeling and how other people are feeling. Heck, it even helps people relate to you if you're better able to describe how you're feeling. Empathy, as discussed, helps increase your bond with other people, which improves the likelihood and benefit of your collaborating with them, which improves your ability to achieve the goals that you're setting out for yourself and ultimately live intentionally, so you can see how that cascades. So let's talk about a specific emotional model. The one I recommend is Robert Pluchik's Wheel of Emotions. Pluchik is spelled P-L-U-T-C-H-I-K, if you want to look it up. 
There is also a screenshot of it in the two-minute video in my description. If you have not yet seen it, it looks like a flower with eight petals. Each petal represents one core emotion. The core emotions are joy, trust, fear, surprise, sadness, disgust, anger, and anticipation. Each of the core emotions can be felt more strongly and less strongly. For example, the stronger version of joy is ecstasy. The weaker form of joy is serenity. One of the really nice things about this model is that the eight core emotions are actually four pairs of two. Each pair of emotions are polar opposites from one another. These pairings are the petals of the wheel or of the flower that are directly across from one another. Those pairings are joy and sadness, trust and disgust, fear and anger, surprise and anticipation. For those of you comfortable with math, it might help to think of the four pairs as independent dimensions. The other extremely nice thing about this model is that you can combine two of any of the eight core emotions to create a more subtle emotion. The only exception being that you can't pair two opposite emotions. My favorite example of this is joy and trust together form love. Love is arguably the most important emotion because it's the one we want to feel the most often. As a quick aside, if you want more love in your life, fill it with people you enjoy and trust. I'll leave the structure of Robert Pluchik's Wheel of Emotions there for now and wrap up this episode. In future episodes, I think we will talk about this model in terms of the four pairs of emotions. And then we'll probably wrap it up by looking at some of the more subtle combinations. I hope you found this topic of emotion engaging as I have, and join me for future episodes as we talk about more specifics. I can't thank you enough for joining me today, just really, really appreciate your time. Maybe give some thought to the emotions you feel most. We'll talk about some interesting ways to track them in future too. Until next time, live intentionally, Sentient Future signing out.